In this episode of Euctropolis, a simple map of the ukulele and all the sounds it can make, why I wrote a piano method in my spare time, and the controversial topic of teaching melody to absolute beginners. Welcome back to the Euctropolis podcast for more real ukulele answers to real ukulele questions. These are questions and comments from students at euctropolis.com, which is where you'll find a library of unique online ukulele courses for beginners, intermediate players, and advanced players alike. Courses like Booster Uke, The Ukulele Way, and the one we're going to focus on today, the Jehui Teacher Certification Program. I'm your host, James Hill. That's right, today we're focusing on comments and questions from Jehui Level 1. Jehui is spelled J-H-U-I, and it stands for the James Hill Ukulele Initiative. It's a program that my dad and I started over a decade ago to train teachers and to certify them in the art and science of ukulele instruction. Specifically, teachers are learning how to use the ukulele in the classroom method, which is a three-volume series that I wrote in tandem with my ukulele mentor, Jay Chalmers Doan, the father of Canadian ukulele. Those method books are now free for anyone to download and use. You can just go to euctropolis.com slash classroom to download those books for yourself. In 10 years of Jehui training, we've certified over 500 teachers around the world. And in fact, you can see where those 500 teachers are if you go to our interactive uh, teacher map, which is at euctropolis.com slash teachers. And if you want to put yourself on the map, you have just enough time to register for the next session of Jehui, which starts in January. It takes six months to complete one level. All the work is now done online. And there are three levels of the program. So if you'd like to know more about the Jehui Teacher Certification Program, by all means, go to euctropolis.com slash J-H-U-I and read up on it. Take a free lecture right there, and I hope you'll join us. It's an amazing group of people spread all over the world, united by one common thread, and that is a love for ukulele and a belief that ukulele can bring joy and happiness and music literacy to people of all ages all over the world. So our first question today comes from Jehui Level 1. It's a question from Laszlo, and uh, he's looking at the lecture called The Three-Sphere Model of Ukulele. One of the first things that incoming students see and study in the Jehui program is what I call the three-sphere model of ukulele. And that is a conceptual model of what the ukulele is capable of. And if you have a bird's eye view of everything that the ukulele can do, that makes you a better teacher because you now have the map of 
all the sounds that are possible with the ukulele. It's a lot like opening the Lord of the Rings and having that map of Middle-earth that you can always refer back to when you're not sure where the story is taking you. You can always refer back to that map. What the three-sphere model of ukulele does is it breaks down the ukulele sound into three primary colors. You got one note at a time, you got more than one note at a time, and you got no notes at a time. And that's it. Melody, chords, and percussion. And that's pretty much what the ukulele brings to the table. You can play melodies. You can play chords. Or you can play percussion. And if that were the whole story, well, life would be a lot simpler. But it's not. Because what happens is that you get those primary colors overlapping to form secondary colors. Just like you would expect in a color wheel in visual art. So for example, you might get the chordal sphere overlapping with the melodic sphere to get chord melody. where we're hearing melody and chords simultaneously. Or you might get chords overlapping with percussion, so that you get a percussive chordal effect. Right? Or you might get the melodic sphere overlapping with the percussive sphere to get a very aggressive sounding melody style where you get percussion and melody at the same time. This is maybe a little esoteric and isn't taught very much, but it's something that the professionals out there are using all the time. So this three-sphere model of ukulele that students in the Jehui program study right off the bat, it's really powerful because there's a place for everything. Every technique you're going to learn or you're going to teach belongs somewhere in that model. You have somewhere to put everything, and it keeps you from getting overwhelmed, both as a teacher and as a player. So Laszlo's question is about a comment that I made uh, about the percussive chordal style and me saying that this style was fairly popular in Hawaii, uh, in uh, island-style ukulele playing. And he's asking, is there a good resource that explains island-style ukulele playing? That's a great question, Laszlo. I'm the first to admit uh, that I'm not an expert on Hawaiian-style ukulele playing. I have been Hawaii many times, and I have uh, many friends in Hawaii who I've learned from over the years. I've taught a little bit in Hawaii, but I've certainly learned more than I've taught. I have been inspired from day one by Hawaiian ukulele players, uh, particularly Oda-san, uh, Peter Moon, Troy Fernandez, 
and many of my friends and contemporaries like Jake Shimabukuro, Brian Tolentino, Aldrin Guerrero, um, Herb Oda Jr., Craig Chi, Taimani Gardner, I mean, the list goes on and on. People who are really carrying the torch of Hawaiian-style ukulele forward into a new generation. And it was more the, the new generation I had in mind when I was talking about that strum. I, was, I, I had in mind the strum that is less traditional, less, less like this. And more like contemporary Hawaiian ukulele sound that embraces jazz and Latin styles and flamenco, but still does it with this distinctly laid-back Hawaiian sort of uh, spirit. You know, I'm thinking of strums more like... You know, where the, the, the percussion is sort of integrated right into the groove of the thing. That's sort of more like what I had in mind when I was alluding to the the island style strum and the the use of percussion woven into the strum pattern. If you search online, you'll find lots of tutorials on Hawaiian strums and island style ukulele. I would check out Aldrin at Ukulele Underground. Uh, I know he's taught a ton of traditional Hawaiian style stuff and contemporary Hawaiian ukulele styles. So I would make a stop over there. The legendary Peter Moon also produced an instructional video called Magic of the Ukulele. And I'm not sure if that's uh, available these days. Uh, It was probably on VHS. If you can dig up a copy, uh, I think that'd be worth it as well. You know, what I've really come to appreciate over the years and what I've really tried to take to heart is not just the Hawaiian style of playing ukulele, but also the Hawaiian style of teaching and learning ukulele, the way that the instrument and the love of music is passed on through the instrument. It's very different, as far as I can tell, from the way that I grew up learning the instrument. And in a way, the the Hawaiian approach is more true to life. And what I mean by that is the Hawaiian approach, as far as I can tell, to instruction is really just to sit with the master, to hear the stories, to hear the songs and to absorb them over a long period of time, a long period of osmosis where it just sort of soaks into your skin and then into your bones and into your soul. And that takes a long time. And it sometimes feels like, you know, from a from a more mainlander kind of standpoint, it, it sometimes feels like it's happening too slowly. You're like, come on, I just want to know where to put my fingers. So I get that sound, you know, just show me the strum. Is it down, down, up, or is it down, up, down, down? And the Hawaiian style of teaching is much more patient than that. It, it's a style that says, just listen, just be with the music. I think that is a recipe for real long-term learning, real long-term retention of concepts 
and a real embodiment of music. And so I have the utmost respect for that style of teaching and that style of learning. The thing that makes it difficult to bring that into, say, an online format or into a workshop format or even into a week-long camp format is that it takes longer than that. We, in sort of mainland culture, in, in Western culture, we expect results so much more quickly. And we expect that the learning process will kind of fit into our schedule. You know, oh, I do ukulele on Wednesday nights from seven till eight. <laughs> you know? And I expect to be to, at the end of uh, book one by January you know, 31st. You know, that kind of goal setting uh, approach to an artistic discipline is something that I grew up with. Um, but it's not something that I feel when I go to Hawaii. I feel a much more patient approach to the instrument, a much more uh, patient approach to passing on the knowledge. And it's something that I've tried to learn from and I continue to learn from as I reflect on it. So that's a very long rambling answer to uh, a, a rel- what, what seemed like a relatively simple question, but there's so much in that. And, and I hope that, uh, for those who are listening, gives you some uh, avenues to explore and some, uh, some trails to follow if you want to continue to explore that Hawaiian style and uh, not only of playing, but also of teaching. now we turn to a comment from Susan, who is in the Jehui Level 1 program. She's working in a school teaching ukulele as an elective. She had to go into uh, a totally different mode when lockdown happened. Suddenly the kids were stuck at home. They had no ukuleles. She was teaching them online, and it really had to be about arts and music in general, she says. And she writes, One of my students in the last term reflected that although she hadn't been really excited about the ukulele as an instrument, it had reawakened her interest in piano and composing. Susan says, I thought that was great. (laughs) And I couldn't agree more. I think that's great too. I think it's really powerful to see the connections between instruments and even between different artistic disciplines. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe studying ukulele would inspire a student to become a better dancer or a better painter. You know, all these things are connected. It makes me think of um, my own connections to other instruments. Uh, And you might not know this about me, but I am a closet piano player. I occasionally play the piano. And actually, I've been playing more piano than ever in the past two or three years. And here's why. My sister, who actually has joined us just recently on one of our Jehui Live monthly Zoom calls, where we all get together 
and have questions and answers and breakout rooms and social time and a little bit of a jam. Uh, we do that every month so that you know it feels like we're a we're a group. Uh, my sister joined us on one of those calls and gave us some great tips for uh, teaching singing to ukulele players. She's a wonderful opera singer from New Zealand, and uh, she was able to really give us some great stuff. And you know, obviously, a, a wonderful musician in her own right. And she does play a bit of piano, but she said to me a couple of years ago, she sort of took me aside and was like, hey, do you think you could write a series of arrangements for me so that I could play piano for two weeks out of the year, just at Christmas time? And I could accompany some carolers and, and lead a sing-along, maybe make a little bit of music after dinner for my family. I only want to play Christmas carols, and I never want to have to practice. And I only need to play for this two-week window out of the year. She's like, can you do that? <laughs> and I was like, challenge accepted. And I guess I had been playing a bit of piano with my son, who at the time was like two or three. And he likes to kind of... At that time, he would walk up to the piano and kind of bang away uh, with both hands around middle C. And, and then I would sit down with a, an arm on either side of him, sort of playing bass and in the upper register to kind of sandwich what he was doing and sort of make it sound, you know, like uh, like music. You know, now I just let him go and, and do his thing. He, he He's exploring all sorts of things. But at that time, it was our sort of tradition to create these improvised duets and things. So I was learning ways to make things sound good and still have them be super easy for me. And I thought, oh, there's something here. There's there's a convergence that's just waiting to happen. So I set myself to writing these piano arrangements of Christmas music, you know, in my spare time. And I think it turned out great. And one of these days, mark my words, I'm actually going to release this book or this ebook or whatever it becomes. And I'm going to, maybe I should have like a pen name or something because I don't know. Can, can I just release a piano method and not be a piano player? It just feels weird. But anyway, uh, I can really relate, Susan, to this idea that the ukulele sparks other things. It's not just about learning ukulele. It's about... It's about how the ukulele leads you on tangents. And in the case of Susan's student, it led her back to piano and back to composition. And uh, I can really relate strongly to that. Here's an example, by the way, just a little sample of one of the tunes from my, I don't know, forthcoming piano method. Can I even say that? I don't know. Here's a sample of uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
Yeah, so that's me playing piano. And I don't play piano. It's fun. I'll let you know when that comes out. How to play piano for people who don't play piano? Something like that. One last thought on this, and that is, I grew up playing ukulele and violin. Those were my two instruments growing up. And sometimes people ask me, you know, what instruments should my students or should my children be learning? Um, Should they learn, uh, you know, more than one instrument? What's the value in that? Should they really just double down on a single instrument and get really good at it? And my answer is always, you want to have one melodic instrument and one harmonic instrument. And I think I lucked into a good combination with the violin, which is primarily melodic, one string at a time, one note at a time, for the most part. And an instrument like ukulele, which is predominantly a harmonic instrument. It's a chording instrument. Of course, we can play melodies, but it it's really set up to be thought of as a harmonic instrument. If you have both, you got the whole thing covered. You know, you've got the vertical axis of music, that's notes being played simultaneously in chords, and you've got the horizontal axis of music, notes being played one at a time as melodies. It doesn't matter if it's the the fiddle and the ukulele, or maybe it's the flute and the piano, or maybe it's the kazoo and the hurdy-gurdy. You know, like, it doesn't matter. As long as you've got one of each, then I think you've got a, a well-rounded musical brain in the making. So, Susan, I encourage you to encourage your students to explore those tangents that they fall into um, because of ukulele. And Susan, knowing you, <laughs> I, I know you will do that, um, but I hope that other listeners here will take some inspiration from what you're saying and um, honor your students' explorations beyond ukulele. One of the more controversial aspects of what we do in the Jehui Teacher Certification Program is that we focus on melody playing right out of the gate, right in the first unit of ukulele in the classroom, which is our core resource. Right in that first unit, students are singing, of course, students are strumming, of course, but they're also playing melodies. They're learning how to play the ukulele one note at a time. And if you've ever taught ukulele to beginners, you might think that's impossible. You know, beginners cannot play melodies until later on. And surely strumming is the way to start. Well, strumming is part of the way to start, but it's not the only thing. And if you adopt this method that we've tried and tested over many, many years, I think you'll find that bringing in melody playing right off the bat, ultimately lets students go further down the road. Down the road of ukulele, down the road of music, down the road of musicianship, 
and music literacy. In the Jehui Teacher Certification Program, you will learn a strategy for introducing melody at the outset that is fun, that is hands-on, where students can sing and play, play in harmony, sing songs they know, and have a great time, while at the same time learning how to pinpoint a single string as their first step toward mastery of melody. There are demonstration videos to show you exactly how to do this, and I'm just going to quote one of our students here, Paula, who says, after watching one of these demonstrations, she says, wow, she said, I was moved. This is the most beautiful music lesson I've ever seen. Thank you. Paula, thank you very much for the kind words. I appreciate that. And I hope that teachers out there who are considering joining this program will take the plunge. You've still got time to join the next session, which starts in January. What you'll get every week is a lecture, new ideas, fresh ideas. You'll get an assignment every month to work on. You get your own private social media network within Euctropolis that connects you with all the other Jehui teachers around the world. There's a lot of great sharing, friendships, camaraderie that happens in that community. Once you finish the course, you'll be able to put your face on the Jehui map, the worldwide interactive map that's at euctropolis.com teachers. And most importantly, you'll just gain a lot of confidence as a teacher and as a player and as an arranger as you work through this program. I really hope you'll consider joining. It's going to be a lot of fun. We do it twice a year. The next starting date is January 1st. So head over to euctropolis.com slash J-H-U-I. Check it out. Take a free lecture so you get the flavor for uh, the kind of material that we're covering. And I hope you'll consider joining us in January. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Euctropolis. I'll be back next week with more ukulele answers to ukulele questions from students at uktropolis.com. In the meantime, head over to the website and check out our library of unique online ukulele courses, including Ready Steady Ukulele, Booster Uke, The Ukulele Way, Ukulele X, and of course, the Jehui Teacher Certification Program. Be safe, take care, and until next week, keep on strumming.